Welcome, beautiful soul, to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Lee Lantieri, an ITA energy medicine practitioner, holistic counselor, intuitive empath, and spiritual writer, here to bridge the gap between science and spirituality. In this space, we deep dive every week into topics designed to help you align with your true and highest self, raise your frequency and vibration, learn the tools to help you self-heal, rewire your subconscious mind, transform your mindsets, and co-create the life of your dreams. I believe the stars have called you to this podcast for a reason. Let's dive in and find out why. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome or welcome back to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. So today I'm coming back from a little bit of a break. It was Easter and I was spending some time with my family, resting and just embracing the moment in the present. So I decided to take a week off. But within the last two weeks, I've really been thinking about this concept that I want to talk to you about today. And the more I thought about this concept, the more I started to experience it in my reality, which is pretty common. What you bring your attention and your energy towards, it grows and it manifests in your external reality. So I started to bring awareness to this idea of true detachment. And I started to bring awareness to the concept that I won't say all of them, but the majority of our everyday problems are created by us. And so I started to bring my awareness to these things and I started to witness something pretty funny. And that is, I started to recognize all of the problems that I was creating more and more. And with that came the creation of more problems. And so I took a second to pause and I was like, okay, what is going on here? Why do I feel like I'm creating more problems in my life than I normally do. And it's this a single piece. It is the awareness that I'm doing it. So what I realized was that I was creating the same amount of problems, but it felt like I was creating more than usual because I was aware that I was the one creating them, that these problems weren't happening to me, but I was actually creating them. And then I went down the spiral of, well, why? Why am I creating all of these problems? And I will say that the author Michael A. Singer of The Untethered Soul, The Surrender Experiment, and a few other really amazing books, the teachings by Michael A. Singer really aligned to this concept. And so I want to talk today about this, and I will credit these teachings to Michael A. Singer. I did not create this myself. However, I am practicing this and witnessing this and, you know, digesting it within my own mind and within my own being. And so I'm going to give you my version or within my own words, his teachings. But if you like this and you want to hear more and you want to learn more about this type of stuff, his books, I highly recommend. He's truly, truly an amazing soul on this planet. And I love all of his books. His work has genuinely changed my life and so many ways. So the topic I want to talk about today is how we are not the voice in our head and how we can detach from that voice and also how this voice in our head is the one that creates the problems in our reality. 
So you will learn two things in this episode. You will learn who you really are if you're not the voice in your head, and you will learn how to transcend the problem-creating machine and cultivate more peace. So first things first, let's bring some awareness to our thoughts or the thoughts that we were thinking today. What did our minds say when we woke up in the morning? Did we have a thought about that? Did we think, ugh, I want one more hour of sleep? Or why is it raining today? Or oh my gosh, I'm starving. Or should I do my laundry first? Or let the dog out? Or make coffee? Or oh, I need to drink water? What were our thoughts when we woke up this morning? If you're not used to bringing awareness to your thoughts, you may not remember. But what are your thoughts usually like? Are they majority positive? Are they majority negative? Let's just bring some awareness to our thoughts right now. Well, the big key of this lesson, this episode, is that you are not your thoughts. You are not your mind, and you are not the voice in your head that consistently speaks to you every moment of every day. You are the witnesser, the observer of those thoughts. And you may be asking, well, how? How do you know that? How do you know not the thoughts? Well, think of a very simple subject-object relationship. You are observing the thoughts. So you are the subject and the thoughts are the object. So you cannot be the object in which you are witnessing. You must be the witnesser, the perceiver. And true freedom and true spiritual development comes when you no longer identify as the mind, but you identify as who you truly are, the observer and the witnesser of it. And why do you experience this freedom and peace and bliss when you no longer identify with the mind because the majority of our problems are created in the mind from the internal dialogue. But why? Why does the mind create problems? And this is the key here. Your mind creates these problems and creates these, you know, inner dialogue experiences in order to feel in control of life and life's experiences. Your psyche may not be in control of the weather or in control of whether or not you get that promotion, but it can control the inner dialogue about those things. You can say, oh, I'm really cold, but that's okay because I'm only a block from home, so I'll be home soon and then I can make tea and soup and whatever. Or you could be really jealous of a specific person, of what they have, and you can then start to, you know, internally point out all of their flaws or point out any comparisons between yourself and that person that makes you feel better because you may not be able to control that person and what that person achieves, but you can control the inner dialogue around that person. And this is the breeding ground for discontent and for problems. Our problems are created in our mind because we are trying to manipulate and control our experiences rather than just surrendering to life itself, and witnessing life as it is. You can even think about when you're angry with someone. You can actually have multiple conversations or imaginary conversations with that person in your mind simply because you're so angry or you're so upset about something. You can have this internal dialogue with this imaginary person in your head. So now you have two voices going back and forth, two of those voices which is not you. And now you're riling yourself up, you're getting your nervous system activated, you're feeding that anger and you're feeding that discontent, and you're cultivating a problem physically and mentally. 
when something doesn't go your way, you internally complain about it not going your way. Why? What is the function of that? Well, the function is that you cannot control your external reality. So instead of doing what you should do, which is simply surrender to it, your internal dialogue kicks in and says, well, I can control the way I think about it. I can control the way I talk about it. And it's not always positive. You don't always have these positively reframing thoughts throughout the situations. Sometimes the control that your mind is looking for is simply talking about, you know, the victim mentality. Oh, poor me, this happened to me. Again, this is an example of your mind creating problems. Because this is the key right here. The problems are not actually your experiences. The problem lies within your perception of that experience. Anything can be positively reframed. And I'll say that loosely because there are some truly traumatic and tragic things that have happened in this world. I'm talking about not those big T traumas. I'm talking about the little problems that we create in our everyday or even the medium-sized problems. They are not because they are actually problems. It is because our mind is viewing them in a certain way that causes them to not align with our desires or what we think to be true. And so it causes that cognitive dissonance and it causes that discomfort because of the way we are thinking about it. And who's thinking about it? Not us, but our mind, our internal dialogue, that voice that we always listen to throughout the day that always has a comment on something. Something Michael A. Singer says about this topic is, would you take advice from your own mind? Really think about that. Would you take advice from your own mind? And this may be a silly question to ask because you may be thinking, well, I am me, so yes, I'd rather take, you know, my own advice. But let's really think about this in a situation. Let's say you had to tell your friend something that was a little uncomfortable you had to cancel plans, or you had to set a boundary in some way. And you still love your friend so much. You still want to be their friend. You still want them in your life. But you had a miscommunication, or you had to set a boundary or something. And so you texted them, hey, I can't make plans. I actually have to go to Sarah's birthday party. Or, hey, I don't really want to talk about this anymore. It just makes me upset. Or whatever it may be. You text them something. And then an hour goes by, and they don't respond. And for that entire hour, That inner voice in your head is saying, oh my gosh, they're mad at me, or I did something wrong, I shouldn't have done that, I should have just people-pleased, or I should have just said it was okay, or I should have canceled plans with Sarah and just went out with this person, oh my gosh, what if I lose them as a friend? And then you start to really spiral in this, and now you make up in your head that this friend is so mad at you that they're ghosting you, they can't even bother to respond. And now you're getting upset. Now you're saying, I didn't do anything wrong. It's not my fault these two things landed on the same day and Sarah invited me first. How dare Julie be mad at me? She has no reason to be mad at me. Well, if she's mad at me for no reason, then I don't want to be your friend anyway. Right? So now you can see how the voice kind of just spirals and spirals and makes this problem with your friend that wasn't even there. And then an hour later, your friend texts you and is like, oh, hey, I'm so sorry. I was just on a Zoom call for work. Um, No, that's totally fine. I actually have a headache, so I was going to reschedule anyway. Don't even worry about it. Have fun with Sarah can't wait to see you next week. And then you're like, oh, Sarah's the best. She's so understanding. Oh, what can Sarah and I do next week together? Oh, the weather's actually going to be better next week than it was, you know, today when we were supposed to hang out so maybe we can go on that walk we wanted to. And now your mind is totally okay with Sarah, actually thinks Sarah's the best friend in the whole world, can't wait to hang out with her. And so would you take advice from your mind who is so opinionated 
and emotionally reactive. And if you really think about it, well, no, because the mind can react so strongly and so powerfully based on our own perception of the bits and pieces that we experience, not based on truth. Our mind does not react on the truth. It reacts on our perception of the experiences. And we don't always have the full picture. And our perspective, you know, is is based on our belief systems and based on, you know, how we're feeling in that moment. And so it's not always true. It could be that truth in that moment for our psyche, but it's not exactly universal truth. So by observing and not attaching to our thoughts, we can actually eliminate the majority of our problems and cultivate peace. But if you're not your thoughts, if you're not your mind, if you're not your emotional reactions, which feel so visceral and real within yourself, within your psyche and your body, then who are you really? You are consciousness. You are the pure awareness of this human experience. You live, you, capital Y-O-U, you live in the seat of consciousness. If you strip away, if you're in a room and you strip away all of the objects in that room, you are still present and aware. If you strip away all of the people, you are still present and aware. If you strip away the room itself and you are standing in space, you are still aware and conscious. But if you take away awareness, there is no one to witness. Nothing is being witnessed because there's no witnesser. And so you are consciousness. You are the conscious awareness of this experience. You're not even this experience. You're not your physical body. You're not your thoughts. You're not your emotions. You're witnessing these things. You are your soul, your higher soul, your present soul, all in one. So now you know who you really are. And now you know where the majority of your problems come from. Your thoughts, trying to control and feel better about your external reality. Perceiving your external reality based on your belief systems and your subconscious mind. And now you know that those things are not truth. But how do you detach from this inner voice? How do you eliminate the creation of all these unnecessary problems and melodrama? Three simple steps I have for you. Step one, practice observing your thoughts with detachment and non-judgment. Right now, you may be at a place where you sometimes observe that your thoughts are not you, but sometimes you're wrapped up in it. Or you may be in a place where you're just consistently wrapped up in your thoughts and it's really hard to, in the moment, detach from them. Well, this is where step one comes into play. Go throughout your day and become aware of the thoughts that you think. And similar to the experience I was talking talking about in the beginning of this episode, I actually started to feel like I had more problems because I was more aware of me creating them. So at first I was like, this is having an opposite effect. This is creating more problems in my life. But that wasn't true. It wasn't creating any excess problems. It was just illuminating the problem that I was creating that was already there regardless. But my awareness of it made it seem like there was more. So step one is to observe the thoughts with detachment and non-judgment. Because saying, oh, I shouldn't be thinking this or, oh, I just created a problem. You know, I'm so stupid. I'm so silly. That's again, your inner dialogue coming in, having an opinion and making a problem. And so the key here is to detach from the mind and not have an opinion based on those thoughts. 
non-judgment. Don't judge the thoughts, just observe them. That's all. Step one. Sometimes that can be the hardest because you want to jump in with your inner voice. And then step two is to practice quieting the mind. So you can do this through spiritual practices such as yoga, meditation, and mindfulness. And sometimes at first you may not actually be able to quiet the mind. Maybe there's thoughts that still pop up. But the more you practice this step, the more you can extend the period of time where there's silence and stillness. And I promise you that's possible. It may not seem possible after step one. You may think, oh my gosh, this voice never shuts up. It just wants to create problems and melodrama. And yes, that's true, but you can control that. Extending that period of time in which there are no thoughts, in which there is just stillness and peace. Meditation is great for this. If you are hesitant to start, just do it. Just just go for it. Try five minutes the next day, five minutes again the next day, seven minutes and 10 minutes, and just keep going for it. And you'll become addicted to this feeling of inner stillness and peace. And also know that this is a practice. It's practice for a reason. Some days you may have a great meditation practice and other days you couldn't quiet your mind for 45 seconds. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You showed up to the practice and that discipline and that consistency, that's what's going to get you there. So once you've brought awareness to your thoughts and how you are the witnesser of those thoughts, and then once you've started to practice quieting the mind through spiritual practices, step three is to practice not getting caught up in the current of your own mind's melodrama and remain present. And so now you, you've observed, you've quieted, and now you can choose to disengage. Choose to remain present within yourself and not react and fuel the problems of your inner voice. Not getting caught up in the drama that it's creating. You can witness it and you can say, that is not me. That's not me. I do not choose to feel this. And you can replace those thoughts with something else. You could choose to think something else. You can choose to still your mind, focus on your breath, distract yourself. Whatever you do, don't engage with the melodrama. And don't literally add fuel to the fire of your own inner dialogues problems. And the more you practice these three steps, the easier and the more natural they will become. Until you feel, you know, you wake up and you genuinely feel consistently that you, consciousness, the observer, has more control. And that the thoughts, they may be there, and the opinions, the objections, they may be there, but they are not you and they are not ruling the show. So you no longer act on them, your emotions are no longer dependent on them, and you overall feel more present more still, more calm, and more joyful as you surrender to life's experiences and allow life to guide you rather than feeling like you must control it in order to be safe. And with that said, that concludes today's episode of the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I hope from the bottom of my heart that I was able to offer you something in this episode, that there was at least one thing that you can take and run with and let grow. Thank you so much for listening and for being here with me today. And I'm sending as much light and love as I possibly can through this mic. Talk to you soon.